Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely terrific day today, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you guys need anything at all, or give us a call. We're always here to help you guys out the best we possibly can. I did want to give everybody a heads up a few of the products that we have basically been have been huge sellers. We've had to limit the total amount of bottles that you can purchase at one time, including the vitamin C powder and capsules with antioxidants and the N-acetylcysteine, only because we have a lot of customers who are stockpiling it, which is perfectly fine. But we have to make sure that everybody has the ability to get it because we're already starting to get notifications from our suppliers and basically our raw suppliers that they're starting to become shortages again. And you know, I talked to Ruben this morning, and he said, man, this is deja vu of 2020. I said, yeah, I know it is. I said, it's it's rough to know. Like We told everybody what's going on the last couple of months. We've told our suppliers to start spooling up, and some of them didn't listen. Again, now they're saying that they're not even going to be able to get big batches in stock until November or December. And I told him, I said, this is ridiculous, guys. I said, you know what we have going on right now. You're in the health industry. I said, are you not following anything at all? And so it appears that they're not, but we will keep you covered because we have multiple supplies and multiple suppliers, and we keep everything in stock the best we possibly can. So thank you again for that support of healthmasters.com. And one thing that I want to start off with, because I got a lot of emails yesterday about what we talked with, with Dr. Malone, who was basically the inventor of the RNA you know, vaccine stand- standpoint, and how the FDA sidestepped and completely obfuscated and pretty much fraudulently lied to the American populace and said the Pfizer injection is approved. But when in reality, they approved the Comirnaty vaccine, which hasn't even been put into production yet, and that's got FDA approval without any testing and without any manufacturing or production. And yet the other current Pfizer injection that's still out there and the booster shot will still only be um, basically like emergency authorized usage, but it's going to fall under the umbrella of the community vaccine that requires that they can be interchanged. Now, let me tell you guys what I personally think is starting to happen here. Cause I've talked to a few people and I've been researching this. You've seen a lot of the CDC cards for the vaccine mandates. You have your vaccine card. There's four slots on it. A lot of people have seen the video from the French online and digital COVID passports. They have eight lines total on it. What I personally think is about to happen here is this. This Pfizer injection has been a complete and total failure from a science standpoint. They came out, remember, and they said it was 95% effective. That was a complete and total lie. I told you guys that when they first came out. I said they massively manipulated the numbers. You could look at the research and tell that they had manipulated the numbers on it. Now they're saying at best in mainstream media that it's 42% effective at reducing symptoms. Doesn't stop transmission. Doesn't stop you know you from basically catching it. 42% at reducing symptoms, which I still think that is a gross fabrication. Now, here's what's happened is now that the community vaccine is approved and it's not going to be made for roughly another year, but the current shot's basically going to fall on the umbrella. What this means is this new booster is going to be used again to get people unbelievably sick. And then the new variant wave that they're talking about now, COVID-22, which I'll talk about in a second, they're already spooling it up to get everybody geared for it. They're going to say, lo and behold, Pfizer, we have a 
new vaccine, the community vaccine that's already been approved and it's ready to go right now for the new variant of COVID. And that, that shot is probably going to be the, the big shot. That's probably going to be the one that really puts people under. If you've seen the article, it's from One India and multiple other places have posted it now. The title is, the new super variant COVID-22 is more dangerous than the Delta. Well, there is no COVID-22. There is no super variant yet. What they're saying is the new variant may be mutating into a third wave of COVID called COVID-22 to be more dominant than Delta. Zurich-based scientist Professor C. Reddy said we have to prepare now for the emerging variant in 2022. You can't make this stuff up, guys. He went on to say there and further that basically the – hold on a second here. He went on to say further that essentially they have – have to go in now and they have to start bringing in new shots and they have to start making new vaccines based on what they predict the variant is going to do in the future. And what's interesting about this is it's not difficult to realize where they're going with this. They already know what they're going to mutate it into. Nobody can take a virus and say, hey, guess what, guys? We know what it's going to naturally mutate into in the next year or two in nature. Quite frankly, if you look at virology and the background of viruses, most viruses don't continue to mutate more and more and more aggressive during the summer. That's almost theoretically impossible in nature. Now, if you've got a bioweapon, if you have something that was brewed up in a lab, that's a different story. But he goes on to say here, the doctor from Zurich says, if such a variant appears, basically, we, we know it's going to pop up because we're building it. But if a, such a variant appears, we have to recognize it as early as possible, and the vaccine manufacturers have to adapt the vaccine quickly. The emergence of this new variant is the big risk, and they need to develop vaccines for it right away. Well, they're telling you what they're going to do. They're letting you know right now that they're going to have to bring another injection. And my personal opinion, and again, I'm just speculating off the research that I have. I think this community vaccine that Pfizer has in the works that now just got approved, that's going to be the one for next year. And see, they've worked this now through the populace. They've been working this now for, what, the last eight, nine months. They know how to adapt it now and how to make it more aggressive, how to make it more contagious, how to make it more essentially violent of a virus. They've got it dialed in really, really good now. And that's why I continue to tell people, if you think that your business is going to tell you to take an injection – and you're going to take one, and they're going to leave you alone. You're living in Narnia land, and I mean that literally. If you get one, they're going to get you another one. Then they're going to want a booster. Then they're going to want next year. Remember the doctor that was basically over, what was it, in uh, Sweden, I think? She came out and said, well, we're going to have to vaccinate our way out of this pandemic. We may need three, four, five injections. She said that verbatim, which, by the way, that has never, that has never worked in virology history, as far as vaccinating your way out of an upper respiratory virus. They've tried it. Swine flu, H1N1, this has been attempted numerous times. It doesn't work. There is no science to back this theory. You can keep just injecting people with gene therapy, and somehow, miraculously, they're not going to catch a virus whenever they're exposed to it. It's a complete and total lie. So I want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more this morning and remind everybody this is the line you have to draw on this because it's not going to stop. I had a friend of mine text me up last night, basically he's out in Colorado, and he's got a big company that he does tr custom truck stuff out there. And basically he's fighting with the school board because they're trying to force the kids to wear a mask. And they had a big meeting, and the school board backed down again, kind of like what we did. And now they're saying they may bring them back. And now on top of that, he's saying now that basically all Denver 
uh, state of Denver or city employees all have to be injected. And I said, here's the thing about this, bud. I said, everybody has to start standing their ground on this and say, no, I have a strongly held religious belief that I'm not going to get a gene therapy injection. You can write it down. You can fill out a form. You can do whatever you want, and you can let them know. If you terminate me because I have a religious exemption from a gene therapy RNA shot, I am basically going to file suit against you for basically five, you know, uh, as far as basically termination without cause. And I said, if people start doing that, just like they did at Watson Clinic with Lana's friend, a couple of the girls she knows over there that we know that are RNs, they came in and said, no, we're not getting the shot, like 30 of them. They said, if you're going to terminate all of us because we have religious exemptions and we don't want to get a shot, why don't you do that? Next phone call is going to be Morgan and Morgan. You guys are going to see what's going to happen with this, not to mention you guys are going to lose half your dog on staff. Let us know how that's going to work. Then they came back a week later and they said, okay, guess what? Uh, you don't even have to give us a paper. Just tell us you have a religious exemption in your, in just verbally, and we, we're not going to make you get anything. That's what everybody has to start doing. The problem is a lot of these companies, they only respond to lawsuits. And the problem is a lot of these big companies like you know, the banks and stuff, they don't respond to lawsuits very well. So that's why I've told people if you're in a company and you're in a big business and they're basically mandating you get the shot, push back as hard as you can. But be prepared. It's highly probable you're not going to have anybody have your back in there in a, in a big, big, big company like that, like BlackRock or Vanguard or any of those. So again, it may be that time to start looking at an exit strategy in other jobs because there are a ton of open jobs out there right now. Because as I said before, if your business, if your company you work for doesn't respect your decision not to get an injection and you think just by getting this injection, they're going to calm down and you get the next injection, they're going to calm down. It's never going to stop, and that's what they're betting on. They're betting that everybody is going to eventually comply the harder and more aggressive they push against everybody. And it is our responsibility as Americans that are awake to lead by example and tell everybody, absolutely not. This is not something we're going to compromise on. This is my hill to fight, and this is where we're going to stop it. What do you think, Deb? You know, Austin, the, the, the problem that I have in, in doing the show now for the last three or four or five, six, eight months is that the information that we're getting to the mainstream media is at an all-time propaganda level. It's unbelievable. And we have to continually come in and say the same things over and over and over again, trying to undo the lies of the media. It, it's insanity what's happening right now in the yes. United States and all over the world. It really is. And guys, I would rather talk about the blood of Jesus. I would every single day. I'd rather talk about what Jesus has done for me. I'd rather talk about the scriptures. I'd rather cover scripture teaching with you guys every single day. Kind of turn this into a, you know, how should I say, a church service. I would really like to do that, but I can't. I would really like to go in and talk about positive stuff with you guys every day, but it never ends. It's the same, same, same story. Why? Because they've got to constantly increase the rhetoric of their lying narrative. It has to be the same thing over and over and over again. So all of the unbelievable sheeple, the unbelievable dumb people on this planet, it's not just America. It's all over the world, will continue to believe the lie. I mean, Goebbels basically did the entire marketing on the big lie with Hitler and Nazi Germany. I mean, they were really believing until the very, very end that Hitler had super weapons, which, by the way, he did have, that he was going to release the super weapons, which he never did. And they were believing that Germany was going to win the war. They were. As the Russians were coming into Berlin, taking over Hitler's bunker, and Hitler was fleeing to Argentina, and all the children in, in Berlin were dying as far as being part of the Nazi group, they Nazi you know, youth corps. And this is the problem that we have right now in the United States. 
people still want to believe Fox News. They still want to believe Tucker Carlson. They still want to believe CNN. They have been so brainwashed by the media and by the Kabbalist-run groups that control the media that they want to continue to believe the lie, which brings us right back to what Jesus said. Light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. My own family has been absolutely racked by this coronavirus this time, which is like eight times more contagious than the chicken pox. The CDC's warning people it's like the chicken pox. Now they're telling you that basically the vaccinated people can give you the coronavirus, that it spreads through the vaccinated people. I mean, everybody's telling everybody the truth, sort of, and then they come up with the big lies. And we talked about why they do that yesterday, because they've got to do their lesser or white magic. They've got to continually tell you that you don't have to die if you don't want to. You don't have to take the vaccine if you don't want to. There's still an experimental shot, but you need to take it anyhow. And so people go, well, I'm really confused. You just said all these things. Well, they do that on purpose because here's what they believe. They believe that when they get to the other side of the veil, because they know the veil is very, very real as far as the other dimension where these other entities live. They know it's real. They've done enough drug experimentation to go over there. and That's what they're trying to do with CERN is to open up a portal into that veil to allow these entities to come back and forth freely. They know when you end up on the other side of the veil because you don't die, you just basically leave your body, but your mind and your body and your your soul, your, your soul is still completely alive and your brain's still completely alive. And the entity, the essence that is you, your soul never dies. They know when you go on the other side of the veil, if you don't tell the people what you're doing to them, they believe on the other side of the veil, the karma or the payback or the literally – Hell on the other side of the veil that they're going to have to endure is going to be unimaginable. So they keep telling you. That's why they do this. That's why they give you the, the, different, the different variations. That's why Tucker Carlson had the guy on the other day. We covered it on yesterday's show and talked about how this entire thing's satanic because it is satanic. The Kabbalist cult that rules the world who controls all of the media is the group that continues to do this. But, you know, because of the Zionist Schofield version of the Bible and the commentary that it is. The Germans, I'm not the Germans, I'm thinking about the Germans who stone, who basically were black, who basically were brainwashed under Goebbels. The American people have been brainwashed because of this, especially the Christians. And we've talked about it in depth this week. I've uncovered a lot of stuff I haven't talked to you guys about, about the Masonic infiltration into the elders and the deacons of the churches, to the pastors of the churches, to basically not allow us to teach the blood of Jesus, to basically give us a feel-good message like Joel Olstein does. You know, and I like Joel. I told you that before. I'm not going to tell you that I don't like him because I know the guy's really, really nice in person. He's a great motivational speaker, but he's not a pastor. He's not. He, I, you know, people, people ask me, somebody asked me the other day, is he a Mason? I don't know. You know, I guess I could ask him if he'd tell me if I ever saw him again. I haven't seen him in 15 years. I guess I could ask him if he's a Masonic person. I don't know. I know a lot of people, and yesterday I talked to one of our listeners and supporters that I, I basically left them a voicemail and said there are a lot of people from the 50s and the 60s when this Masonic infiltration of the church took place that were given huge platforms as far as Christian TV ministries, some of whom started universities, who basically have no more interest in having a relationship with Jesus Christ than they do with a goat. They don't care. It's all about the money to them and all about subverting Christianity. And that's what we have to have. And again, Christianity, I told you this at the beginning of the week, has to be torn down to the core. It has to be the fundamental basis of Christianity, the United States, the entire Christian industry, the the the, the, the whole nonprofit 501c3 corporation that has become Christianity in the United States needs to be dissolved. It does. 
and pretty much all of Zionist TV needs to be completely absolved and destroyed and taken off the air. And we need to start back at a home level, house to house, person to person like we did in the New Testament. This in institutional Christianity with these giant mega structures and all the other things that they do and the fact that they never continue – I went to a I went to a seminar a few years ago. I'm not going to mention any names because I know the pastor. He's a he's a friend of mine. I really like the guy, and he means well. He's not one of these weirdo Kabbalist people, all right. And he basically has a protocol set together to go into a neighborhood or into an area and set up a new church with a guaranteed success formula, but it doesn't ever teach repentance. It doesn't teach about the sanctity of human life. It doesn't teach about how homosexuality is wrong. They teach you how to paint the church on the inside black and not to put any crosses up and to basically build it as a 5013C corporation nonprofit status to become super successful in it and have a planted church that basically is having a lot of people coming in and giving a lot of money to it. And they have literally planted over thousands of churches just like this all over the United States. And the map and the vast majority of them have been successful. And they say, well, we weren't reaching the people, the lost people with the old churches. That's why we did this. That's what they told us at the seminar. And they're right. Yesterday, I had one of our listeners tell me, well, you know, people don't teach about the blood of Jesus like you do. They don't talk about the power of the blood. And God being omnipresent. And let me tell you something, guys. And I don't know why this happened to me so many years ago now. I remember I was praying with Sharon. And it was a morning prayer time. We always have morning prayer times. And I was right in the middle of praying with her. And I've been asking God over and over and over again to explain to me how the blood worked. And why the blood of Jesus was so important, how without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness of sins, no reconciliation. I couldn't understand it. And, I, and I, I, told, I told the Lord, I said, Father, you got to show me this because, you know, the satanic groups drink blood, too. They have bloodletting ceremonies in which they sacrifice people and drink the blood. This is what they did with Moloch and Asher and, you know, when all the rest of these ancient Canaanite religions. And I said, how is it that what we do is so different than what they do? Because I don't understand this. I've got to figure this one out. And, and I kept asking God. This was this one for several months. And finally, right in the middle of this prayer time. He gave me the entire download on the blood of Christ and why it was important that he as an omnipresent being had to die on the cross in order to restore our energy fields to that of the Father. And I've done entire shows on it now. I never understood that and how, the, how when Cain killed Abel, Abel's blood you know, cried out and that Jesus' blood cries out much more than the blood of Abel. In the book of Hebrews it says that. And, I went, and all of a sudden a light bulb went on. I said, oh, oh. That's the power of Christianity. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Without the cross, there is no forgiveness of sins. Without Jesus having done that, there is no forgiveness of sin. And I thought, okay, I got it. And so my, one of our listeners said, well, why in the world you know, won't other people preach this? You know, I, I don't know. I, it was, I, I don't know if it was a revelation to me or other people have known about it. I don't know. All I know is that the way I explain this to you guys and what Christ did for us and why we need to have a relationship with him as an omnipresent being for what he did and a friendship and basically walk circumspectly with him, I don't hear anybody else talk about. And I've sent this basically teaching that I did that God showed me and gave me so many years ago now to so many different pastors. And I really don't hear them teaching it from the pulpit. Now, they may be. 
I may not heard them. There may be many of you listening who are pastors who are doing that now and explaining the power that we have and the authority we have as believers. We're in a blood covenant with the creator of the universe. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is why they hate Christians so much. He did that for you. He did that for me. He gave himself for us to basically reconcile us, to bring us back to the Father, because God cannot be in the presence of sin or in, how should you say this, an incompatible energy field. And when we go through Christ, he's a transformer. He changes our energy field, and the entire universe is made out of energy, to that of the Father. So when God sees us in Jesus, he doesn't see us anymore. He sees Christ, and we can be reconciled to God. Without Christianity, this world doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. I said that on Monday. It's going to be a totally heathen place again, just like it was in Genesis chapter 6. And this Kabbalist group, they know that. This group of ancient Canaanite religion people, they know that, and that's why they're trying to take us back to Genesis chapter 6. And that's what Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. And we've got to understand that, and if we understand that, then all of a sudden as Christians, we realize the incredible responsibility that we have to God the Father and to Jesus personally. I mean, I'm just going to do a little bit of a little preaching here for just a second. Remember when Jesus was on the cross, you know, he was only up there for a few hours, and, and he said, it is finished, right? And when he died, and he let his, basically his, his body die, you know, he ended up basically causing, when he did this, when he died, an earthquake. And I personally believe if God the Father had not intervened, the entire planet would have been ripped apart. Because the Bible says that through Christ, all things are held together. That's what we have to understand, and these Kabbalists understand that. That's why they have an atavistic hatred of Jesus. That's why they put all this filthy stuff on TV and on Netflix and on, on, on the movies and all the other stuff. It's just filth, filth, filth because they want to destroy their relationship. That's why I said yesterday when that other show host was cursing and using God's name in vain. Everything was F this and F this and F Klaus Schwab and all this, screaming and yelling like some kind of maniac. He's again – doing what he always does, this show host, and that is subverting Christianity and the gospel message by doing that, by reducing us to a bunch of people that are using filthy language, screaming and yelling and cussing. It's all he's doing. This guy is complete and total fraud. I've told you his name before. I'm not going to keep doing it. You guys know who I'm talking about. He's got one of the largest alt-media platforms, if not the largest alt-media platform in the world. And supposedly he's been censored on all these different locations and places all over the internet, but he's still all over the internet with millions and millions of views, and he's just a complete and total heathen. And you got to understand this, guys. If we don't look at who they are and see their fruits and understand I – mean, this guy's a serial adulterer. I mean the guy's just a piss. He's drunk. It's unbelievable, but he claims to be a Christian. Why is that? Because he's trying to subvert Christianity. He's probably a high-level Kabbalist Mason. And see, this is the problem that we have. And so when we have all these Masons and all these Kabbalists that have infiltrated the churches and there are deacons and our elders in some cases and our pastors, why do you think they're going to tell you the truth? Why do you think they're going to come out and they're going to say, hey, this is really what's going on here? They can't do that because they'll lose their position as a deacon. They'll lose their position as a pastor. They'll lose their position as a church leader if they're – Exposed and come out as a Masonic leader. 
So they continue to lie and stay in the in the shadows, and they they sneak around the corner and they go, you know, so and so said such and such, and then he, this is what he really meant, and they and they 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 basically undermine everything, including Christianity. Well, you know, we really don't need to have the cross of Jesus out front. That's just that's just something that's a symbol of just you know something horrible in a crucifixion. Let's take that down. Let's not talk about the blood of Christ. That's, that's not okay. And all this stuff that we've dealt with now for the last 70 years, and so we have this watered-down version of Christianity that has no power. And that's what they wanted, guys. That's what they wanted. A lot of the top guys who were doing these big TV evangelical crusades back in the 70s and the 80s who worked with many multiple presidents who were a lot of Kabbalists and a lot of people being controlled through the Rothschild banking cartel – and they were given huge prime time slots. You know, come back later and you take a look at it and you find out that only a tiny fraction of the people who they quote unquote got saved at their seminars got really saved. And then you find out these guys are high level Masons. And you're like, what the heck? Well, that's what happened to us, guys. It's, it was to bring in and subvert Christianity. Unless you believe the way I tell you to believe, you know, you're not a Christian. And on and on and on and on and on and on. And this is the problem that we've run into. Let me tell you something, guys. Jesus Christ loves you. He came to this earth because he loved you so much. And he worked with us for three years. And he suffered and died on a cross of Calvary, crucified by the very same Canaanite religion followers, the synagogue of Satan, the children of the devil that he warned you about in the book of John. And it's the same group that runs the planet today. Now, Paul Craig Roberts, who I really like his writing, he's about 90% awake, so he gets an A. He wrote an article that says, The Unbelievable COVID Stupidity of the Medical Establishment, Governments, and Corporate Executives. Whoa, okay. And he goes, I find it unbelievable that doctors, governments, and corporate executives cannot comprehend the concept of antibody-induced enhancement and that the antibody-induced enhancement is a consequence of the mRNA vaccines. It is the vaccine that is producing the wave of new infections in heavily vaccinated countries. The vaccine is the problem, not the solution. It's pretty impressive. He wrote that. He goes, yet the incompetent authorities in Israel and the U.S. and elsewhere think the solution is more vaccination and booster shots. How is it possible that Ed Bastine, the CEO of Delta Airlines, is so stupid that he cannot comprehend ADE? 75% of Delta's workforce is vaccinated, but Bastine says the spread of infection requires more work to be done, so he's imposing a special $200 a month surcharge on unvaccinated employees in the company health plan. It has been established that it is mainly vaccinated people <clears throat> who comprise the newly infected, and it is the vaccinated people who are shedding the virus, as according to the CDC and their admission, spreading it among the unvaccinated. It is the vaccinated people who are the threat to others, not the unvaccinated. Vaccination with mRNA experimental technology spreads the virus and makes it uncontainable. Duh. As Dr. Luke Moniger, a Nobel laureate in medicine, says, you see it in each country. It's the same. The curve of the vaccination is followed by the curve of deaths. As Dr. Vandy Vidish, developer of the vaccines and senior Ebola programmer manager, says, Given the huge amount of impure escape that will be provoked by mass vaccination campaigns and flanking containment measures, it is difficult to imagine how human interventions would not cause the COVID pandemic to turn into incredible disaster for the global and human health. And then Paul Craig Roberts says, my conclusion, because, you know, Paul's not a Christian. It's not, I've never seen any of that in his writing. My conclusion is that the human race is 
too utterly stupid to survive, thus doing the vaccinations are driven by profit and greed and perhaps by darker motives. Ah, there you go, Paul. Now you touched it. And those submitting to vaccination are driven by blind fear. This does not have a promising outcome. And now they're saying that the COVID, basically, disease is more contagious than Ebola, more contagious eight times than chickenpox, like we mentioned earlier. All of this stuff is happening all around us. My neighbors contacted me this morning. Wonderful lady next door, and Jamie, she basically, you know, has come down with the COVID. My wife is still battling COVID. Austin has recovered from the COVID. His wife has recovered from the COVID. Their kids have recovered from the COVID. My best friend in Winter Haven, Mike, who owns a restaurant, he basically, his brother right now is basically, if not short of a miracle, is going to die of COVID. I mean, all around us. I mean, everybody's got this stuff. And you think about it. When I was a kid, and you guys won't remember this because if you're older than or younger than me, you won't remember it. We didn't have chickenpox vaccines. We didn't have all nonsense. And what we ended up doing basically is ended up, you know, having chickenpox run through the school and measles run through the school once a year. And literally everybody, if they'd never had chickenpox or never had the measles, did get infected. I mean, literally everybody. And they didn't basically force everybody to have a vaccine, which wasn't available back then. They would just either close down the school or let it run its course. And within three to four to five days, everybody back to school and you'd have bumps on you or whatever. And you basically would be healed. And then at that point, you had a lifetime immunity to chickenpox and a lifetime immunity to measles. But the reality was if this is eight times more contagious than that, and that went through every school district here in central Florida back in the 60s, like a plague, that means before it's over with, everybody's going to get the, the COVID. Everybody's going to get the corona. And so you better build your immune systems up. And, and I apologize to you. I mean, I told you guys to stock up on your vitamins, and many of you did. And you really surprised me because we pretty much stripped out our inventory. And now we've. And when I told you that, we had all these suppliers who had told us they were shipping us as much as we were going to need, and they all crawfished on us. They all straight lied. They didn't. They can't do it now because everybody else is also calling them up and doing the same thing with the other manufacturers that they're manufacturing for and the raw material people and the raw material you know, people they get their materials from and all the other stuff. Here's the problem that we have is that you know, we're going to have a much bigger death rate and a much bigger sickness rate than we had a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, very few of us could tell anybody who basically had come down with COVID or anybody who had died from it. Now we all know people that have died, and we all know people that are sick, including my own family members. And, and to me, I told you repeatedly this week, you listen to the shows. I mean, I've stayed healthy in the midst of a leper colony here pretty much. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say as far as I'm so blessed and so, and so happy that God has given me the health that he's given me and the supplements that he's given me. And I've increased the amounts of supplements that I've been taking, and I've just stayed healthy around all of this stuff, guys. But listen to me. A lot of people aren't doing that. They're getting really, really sick and dying. And it's because of the fact that this group of people that run the planet that Paul Craig Roberts thinks are just stupid, they're not stupid at all. They did test the vaccine. They did know that it would cause antibody-induced dependent enhancement. They knew that, and they knew that it would kill a large percentage of the population. It was tested. That's why they injected us with it. And so these people that Paul are calling stupid – he goes, I, let me read it again. I find it unbelievable that doctors and governments and corporate executives cannot comprehend the concept of antibody-dependent enhancement. It is the vaccine that is producing the wave of new infections. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yet the incompetent authorities in Israel and U.S. and elsewhere think the solution is more vaccination. They know that the vaccinations don't work. They're not incompetent, guys. 
The vaccinations are doing exactly what they want them to do. Remember what I told you? General Motors cut back on production of vehicles, massively reduced the production. So did Ford, because they know that a whole bunch of people aren't going to be here to buy cars. Everything is being done on purpose to reduce the population of the planet. Their, their, their stated goal is 500 million. Look at the Georgia guys. Who's paid for those big granite monsters over there in Georgia? I've been there. I've stood behind. I've stood underneath. The pictures would be behind them. Uh, this is unbelievable that this is happening, and we actually are seeing it in our lifetime. Nobody's stupid here that's doing this. Now, the people that are – let me explain it to you this way. When I, was, when I was taking college classes at Florida State, I took some medical school classes. I, I took a lot of classes. As a matter of fact, that medical doctors and medical school students were having and required to take. And the vast majority of the medical doctors that I knew that were basically taking the classes and going to school to get their MD degrees, and they were in the program in medical sciences there at Florida State, they were really good at memorizing stuff. They were. But they weren't good at thinking through stuff. They weren't good at looking at a, you know, a solution to a problem with variable alternatives. They would only regurgitate what was told to them from the – how should I say? The pulpit, <laughs> the lectern, and they would only tell you what they wanted – what the people wanted to hear. In other words, they didn't have concrete abstract thought. They were just good at memorization. And so these people were then put into medical school and graduated with their MD degrees and basically followed the standard medical procedure. They were taught like lab rats to do exactly what they were told. I remember in college, I mean, people contaminating other people's pipettes because they were, you know, they were, you know, this is a pipette, like a glass tube that you use in chemistry, organic and general chemistry in order to do experiments. They would contaminate people's pipettes to cause them to not to get the right answers on lab experiments so they get a lower grade so they have less of a chance of getting into medical school. I had stuff like that happen to me too, especially in experimental physiology, psychology that I took. So physiological psychology was called. And, and so all of this stuff was being done because the people were basically greedy. That's the good word for that, right? The vast majority of the students that I knew that were going to go to medical school, there was only one reason they were doing it. It had nothing to do with helping people. It was about making a lot of money. That's just the truth. I'm just letting you guys know that because I know a bunch of these guys. And so every once in a while, like you know, 5% of the time, you'll get a really good osteopath or a medical doctor or a chiropractor who really cares about people, and they're trying to help people. But the vast majority of the medical doctors – that's why I prefer osteopaths and chiropractors as guests on the show. The vast majority of medical doctors are basically following the standard procedures that mainstream medicine requires them to do, and they're not going outside of the – how should I say – stated objective or directive of what they're being taught in their continuing education classes. In other words, they can't see the forest for the trees. These pediatricians, they inject a child – with 76 vaccines or 67 or whatever the heck they're giving them, and they watch this vibrant little child, and they watch their lights go out more and more and more as they put more and more mercury into this little tiny body, and then snap, they're autistic. And they go, oh, well, there's another one. Okay, okay, bring me another one to inject. I mean, my response is, what the hell is wrong with you? Excuse my language. Why do you keep injecting children that you know are going to become autistic at a high percentage, one in 32, with the same shots that you know cause the autism to start with? Or do they even realize that? Well, no, because Blue Cross Blue Shield gives them tens of thousands of dollars in bonuses if X amount of percentage of their children are basically fully vaccinated. So you go to a pediatrician who says, I won't take you if you're not vaccinated or if you refuse to vaccinate. And so this, again, becomes the greed motive. Remember what Jesus said? The love of money is the root of all evil. It's not love. It's not money. 
You got to have money to buy food. It's the love of money. It's the greed. It's the avarice. I'll never have enough stuff. I'll never have enough money. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want a bigger house. I want more houses. I, I don't like this wife. I want another wife. I don't like that wife either. I want another wife. Pretty soon these guys are sitting around with four or five ex-wives, four or five house payments, four or five different children, four or five different women, making all these house payments, all these alimony payments, and all of these child support payments, and now they're desperate for cash. Because now suddenly they realize that their cash flow requirements are exceeding their intakes. So they start doing surgeries and all kinds of other things that really aren't necessary because they got to pay the mortgages. Now, guys, I just told you a whole bunch of stuff there that I've seen personally over and over and over again. That's why I say to you, don't believe what Austin and I tell you when it comes to anything is when it comes to health. Do your own research. Verify what we're telling you. And don't listen to a doctor if they tell you that you have to have this or have to have that. Always get second, third, fourth, fifth opinions. Maybe you'll find somebody who doesn't have five ex-wives with five ex-Mercedes payments and five ex-house payments and five children child support payments, and they're struggling to pay their bills. Maybe you'll find one of those who actually care about people. That's the problem you run into. I told you that our medical doctor, great guy, he died a few years ago. Great man. Oh, great man. And, you know, and now we're still trying to find somebody else who's not greed motivated. I mean, I'm just being honest with you because it's difficult to find a real physician that's going to do what they're supposed to do based upon science and not greed. And that's when you see the medical schools basically are being subsidized and the research programs, these major universities are being subsidized by who? By State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. And you see it over and over and over and over. Yesterday, I had a friend of mine. said, well, I want my child to go to Harvard Law or Yale Law. And I'm like, he's the wrong color. Oh, gosh, I just said that, didn't I? I said, yeah, I said, he's the wrong color. He's, he's the wrong religion. You know, you got to be like a minority to go to these different schools. And I'm not picking on the minorities who get in who have the grades and the GPA and the academic credentials to do that. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. But I'm talking about if you've got a person who, let's say they're from India and they've got a 1.8 GPA, but they're Indian and they get accepted into a medical or a law program at a major university. And the white boys that have a 4.0 are told you can't come in. Yeah, I had that happen to me, by the way. It wasn't because they told me that I was white, but they told me they had to accept their minority quotas or they couldn't continue with their government funding. I've had it. I've seen it all, guys. I've experienced a lot of it. So when I give you a lot of this information, it's not because I'm being mean because I'm not. I'm extremely happy if we get a competent Hispanic or a competent black person, a competent anybody. I don't care what color they are, who's a medical doctor. But when we put people in that aren't competent, that only follow the standard medical procedure, which I could always say a lot of white guys are doing that too and white women are doing that, then what ends up happening is we don't have, how should I say, a continued growth in medicine and continued help of the medical doctors helping people to get better. They become part of the corporate problem, and that's what Craig Paul Roberts isn't getting here. They're not stupid. He goes, the unbelievable COVID stupidity of the medical establishment. They're not stupid. They're just following the beat of their drummer, and when you dig down deep enough, it's always the Kabbalist Luciferians who are controlling all of it because they control the narrative, and they control all the major corporations and all the major research centers. This is the group that runs the world. It always has been since the days of the ancient Canaanite religions, and if we understand that, it starts to make more sense. 
The question is, how willing are they to force compliance on us by basically huge draconian measures of going house to house and forcing us on the ground like they are in Australia if we're not wearing a mask or we're breaking the rules and beating us and leaving some people for dead? How willing are they to do that in the United States of America? I don't know. But guys, let me tell you something. The same group that controls Australia wants to control the United States the exact same way. And that in Australia is a beta test of what they want for all of us. And that's sad to me. You know, that's why Austin and I constantly come out and we constantly try to tell you guys the truth. And it's difficult to come in and tell you the different things that we're going through personally and difficult things to tell you what's happening from a, how should I say, economic standpoint and health standpoint of the country and try to maintain a positive perspective. And that's why we always talk about Jesus, because without Christ, there's no hope. There isn't. And I'm not talking about some Masonic leader walking around telling you, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a real relationship with Jesus, the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith. That's who we have to look to right now. Very, very important. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, Australia is the perfect example of why you never, ever disarm under any circumstances whatsoever. I've said that repeatedly, and I will stand by that forever. Australia gave up their firearms in the 90s under a false flag shooting and literally willingly turned in their firearms because they were told it was for the betterment of society and that the government would protect them with better law enforcement, which obviously, as you can see now, 25 years later, that was a complete and total lie. And this is why it's so important that you never believe anybody anybody ever if they tell you you need to give up your guns for your protection not one single time in recorded history can i find an incident where somebody is trying to disarm another group for their protection it is always and always because they want to take your guns because they know you will shoot them for what they're going to do to you in the future think about that for a second that's why they want the firearms. That's why we can never give up our weapons here. That is why we can never, ever compromise. There's so many things that the ATF are trying to do now, and I've told numerous people, should, do, not, do not comply. Lawsuits, lawsuit, lawsuit, lawsuit. We're just going to keep filing lawsuits. There's numerous groups that I support. I mean, they've had enough. There is no more compliance with this. The United States has over what? I think they say anywhere between 400 and 600 million firearms in the United States with a couple trillion, I think three to four trillion rounds of ammunition. If the Second Amendment gun owners were a real problem and we were causing a bunch of chaos, you would know we were causing a whole bunch of chaos. You would have to try to trump up fake articles and fake news stories and fake insurrection stories and say we were the ones that are doing all the problems. No, we're not. You would know it real quick if we were the ones doing all the problems. It would be abundantly clear. But again, now you see that the bill – they're still trying to push through, by the way, if anybody has seen that yet. The HR 490, which uh, and I think Ammo Today did another article on it. They're getting ready to introduce that, which is basically the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or territory is fully vaccinated and for other purposes. Now, after we've talked about this bill in detail, and I'm still trying to get some actual information on what the heck's going on with this bill. Now, one thing about it is, and here's the thing that I have found. You guys have already heard reports about this. This has been introduced multiple times, that if you go on a no-fly list, you go on a no-gun-buy list. They've talked about this numerous times now. If you go on a no-fly list, you go on a no-gun-buy list. And they've tried to introduce that, and they have not gotten it passed. Watch out 
for these bills. And when they come out, you, we got to read them thoroughly and make sure under no circumstances that we allow them to get passed, especially when it comes down to our state representatives that are saying, we're saying no, absolutely not. Because it's highly probable that they're going to roll a bill out pretty soon that essentially is going to say if you're not vaccinated in some way, shape or form, you're not going to be able to purchase a firearm. And then what it'll do is then it'll come back in and say, well, you're not allowed to be in possession of a firearm. Remember what they've already done now with the red flag gun laws. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, if, if you if you have a neighbor snitch on you and say, oh, well, you know, John down the street, I think he's being overly aggressive and he may be a danger to himself or others. And then literally the judge signs a red flag gun law behind your back. You don't even know. And all of a sudden law enforcement shows up and says, dude, we got to we got to confiscate your firearms. And now you've got to come to court and defend yourself. That you haven't done anything wrong, even though you're completely innocent still. That's where we're already at, guys. That's why I said, you think we start giving up firearms? You, start, you think we start registering firearms? You think we start coming in and letting them tell us what accessories and what stocks and what optics and what grips we can have on them? You think under any circumstances that it's going to stop there? It's not going to stop there. It hasn't stopped there since 1968. Heck, if you want to get into it, it hasn't stopped since 1934, the NFA Act. Especially after 1986 with the Firearm Protection Act, no, no new manufacturing machine guns and civilian populace purchasing. Give me a break. But yeah, we just did the largest machine gun transfer in recorded history to the Taliban, and yet we're supposed to be okay with that, right? My question is I just, I just want to have the same guns that the Taliban terrorists are getting via my taxpayer dollars. I don't think that's asking for a whole lot, is it? Is that, is that, a, is that a big stretch of the imagination to request that? I don't think so. And as we see more and more things develop, it should become more and more evident on why compliance under any levels is not something that's going to be conducive to a republic in this country, including the restrictions, the lockdown, the passes. There's been reports now. I've heard chattering. I can't verify it yet. There's been people talking about the real ID driver's license, right, the one that's supposed to have a chip in it. I think by like 2025, 2026, they're talking about how that's going to be basically also your vaccine passport now. They're talking about having a chip card. Basically, you have to have your card with you because remember the phones. I told you guys before, I said it's very difficult to have a vaccine passport on a phone because what happens if you don't bring your phone with you? What happens if you don't use a phone? So they're, they're going to try to make something that you're supposed to keep with you all the time. And your driver's license, technically, you're supposed to have with you when you're out and about driving. So that's going to be a one way they're going to do it. And then it makes sense why the real ID pad you know, bill was passed to put these microchips in these driver's licenses because you can walk up, scan your driver's license. Oh, you're good to go. You've had your you've had your 72nd vaccine for the covid 2028. You're good to go now. You go, oh, I barely walk. I'm so sick. I just I need some food. Oh, it's good. Uh, by the way, though, um, you're due for your next covid shot next week. So make sure you come in and get it. You go, oh, OK. I can't, I can't get out of bed to come get food, dude. You want me to get another shot? Oh, yeah, it's for your health, bud. You got to say it's for your protection. And you, you got to get the shot, too, because it's, it's for everybody else's protection. You know, you don't want to be a grandma killer, do you? you? You get the shot for everybody else's protection. Okay, I'll, I'll be back for my next injection. Hopefully I can get out of bed and I don't die yet. Ugh. That's where they're going to take this. And the sad part is, as Paul Craig Roberts said, it's not the medical community that's stupid. It's the individuals that are operating in blind fear. Blind fear causes stupidity. Blind fear causes hesitation. Blind fear causes compliance without any questioning. That's what it does. And when people start coming in, they start saying it doesn't matter what it is. You have to get the shot because it's protection of everybody else. You have to do it for her protection and their protection. You have to be a good little community person now. That's why you get the shot. The funny thing about it is now 
what Dow was talking about earlier, another condition they're talking about is antibody-dependent auto-attack, ADAA, which Big Pharma is now in the process of creating a new pharmaceutical to treat. And a preprint study appearing on the BioRxIV website explains that the anti-spike antibodies induced by the virus injections can have a pathogenic effect through binding to sick lung epithelium cells and misleading immune responses to attack the cell cells. Thus, researchers are working on a new drug candidate to both prevent and treat the potentially deadly phenomenon that's being induced by the injection. The drug candidate is a formulation comprising of NANA-ME, an analog, the paper explains, acts through a unique mechanism of action, which is repairment of the missing celiac acid on sick lung epithelial cells. By blocking the antibodies from binding to sick cells, the drug candidate, research say, reduced the rate of sickness and death among those who are taking the COVID injection in accordance with government recommendations. Can you even make this up? So just to clarify that if you missed it, they're now going to make a drug that allows you to not get as sick when you take the injection because the injection is so toxic and it's having such a negative side effect. So now they're going to say, well, you took the shot because it stops COVID. Kind of. Not really. Actually, it doesn't. But you took it because you're a good peasant. And you need to take this drug now we're going to prescribe to you to stop the side effects from the drug. But by the way, we, we got another shot you got to take again because COVID-22 is out. I know you forgot about that one. The COVID-22, the fourth booster's out. So we're going to prescribe you another round of these drugs, and you got to take these drugs right before you take the injection so you don't die from the shot. This is nothing more than a gigantic pharmaceutical scam run amok to the furthest levels of insanity. That's what we're seeing now. Obviously, there's a problem with side effects from this injection. Obviously, it's not working. Obviously, it's spreading more variants, they want to call it. Of COVID-19. So my friends, do me a favor. Use your brain. Try to wake other people up. This isn't a conspiracy anymore. I had people yell and scream and cuss at me and write me some of those vile emails last year when I called this out for what's going on. And exactly what I said was going to happen is starting to happen. I had people telling me that I was a complete and total grandma killer and I need to stop talking on the radio, that there was no reason for me to keep talking because I was completely wrong about everything and the government was doing it for our protection and the vaccine was needed. Well, those emails haven't really aged well, have they? All that rhetoric, and quite frankly, I think a lot of that was trolls that was trying to basically put me down to make me not say anything. And quite frankly, I've told you guys before, when I get those emails – Usually within the first half of the sentence, I already delete it because I can already see where the email is going. You can, I mean, you can tell people's demeanor when they start an email out, and so I just delete them. I get hundreds of emails a day. I have no interest in reading propaganda and rhetoric from morons that are simply being trolls. Now, I have great emails from great customers that send me stuff all the time, talking to me about certain things they find. They send me links. They send me articles. Sometimes they uplift me. That's nice to get occasionally, you know, considering how much other negative stuff we get. And so it's nice now. To see so many people starting to wake up and starting to realize this isn't a game anymore. This isn't a joke anymore. This is a very serious problem that's happening right now. And I know a lot of people, someone made the mistake with getting this shot already. Now you're seeing what I've already told you. This isn't going to stop. France has eight slots on their vaccine passport. Eight slots, guys. The CDC one has four slots on the paper one. Let's be real. Let's use our brains. Let's use deductive reasoning that God gave us and say, is this really a good idea? Is this really in our best interest? Or 
Is this something they're doing to completely cripple the entire populace, take them under control as far as from a health standpoint? Because remember, once you start going in and you start essentially getting unbelievably sick, you don't really want to fight much. You don't want to really resist much. When you feel absolutely horrible, you just want to lay down and sleep. I mean, everybody's been there. And now we see the lies coming out on top of more lies. Now the CDC, they put out a study from Yahoo Finance. This, this is the title of the study, which, by the way, is totally bogus. I actually looked at the numbers on it. it says Yahoo Finance published an article with the headline, Unvaccinated L.A. residents were 29 times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19 CDC study. Well, obviously, those numbers, you couldn't even legitimately come up with those numbers. I mean, that, that's so far-fetched. And here's how they did the numbers. Here's how they twisted them. Looking at a screenshot of the CDC release, you can see the definitions for what they consider fully vaccinated, partially vaccinated, unvaccinated. According to the chart via the CDC's own words, unvaccinated means 14 days after the first dose of, of the second dose or the first dose of the single dose if no vaccination registry was available. Meaning if you got the second dose and it was 14 days or longer after your second dose, they categorized you as unvaccinated. I'm not joking. You can look it up on the CDC study. So what they literally did was if you hadn't been shot up literally right then and there within a few days, 14 days later, you're on a vaccinated case. And so what they did was they massively blew the numbers up. They said that fully vaccinated individuals had 10,895 total cases. Unvaccinated individuals were 30,809 cases. Now, when you start looking at the true numbers, you realize it's all a complete lie. But here's the problem. The, t- the, high, the heading that Yahoo came out with, the title that Yahoo published, which is complete and total lie, unvaccinated L.A. residents were 29 times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19. 90 to 95 percent of people don't read further than the first paragraph. That's just a fact. I learned that in marketing. If you can't catch the customer, you can't catch the client in the first paragraph, they're going to go somewhere else. The problem is nowadays people's attention span is so short because they've got so many dopamine triggers all the time. They read for about two to three seconds. That's it. Two to three seconds. Bam, bam, bam. That's why the commercials. That's why the flickering. That's why the YouTube videos. That's why the music videos. Everything's always real fast. Most people are never going to read this research study from CDC, and nobody's ever going to look at the real numbers. They're going to look at the headline. They're going to go, oh, my gosh, L.A. is going down because nobody's being vaccinated, which is a complete and total lie. So it's very, very important, my friends, that you question everything. That's why I've encouraged you do your own research. Just like I told you that article yesterday from the Vietnam study with the individuals that were fully vaccinated in the entire hospital. They basically were carrying 251 times more viral load than people were the summer before that basically were contracting it naturally. The individuals that are getting injected are being allowed, their bodies are being able to hold much more of the virus because of the injection, and they're still staying mildly functional. It's like I told you when I went out to Miami, and that's where I contracted this. One of the guys I found out, I was in a test drive with a car about 15 minutes, and I didn't realize he'd basically been injected. He was wearing a mask. He doesn't wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. He's like, I'm going to wear a mask. He's talking about how sick he's feeling later on after we get out of the car. I feel horrible. I'm like, well, you've been tested. Oh, I'm tested negative, man, but I feel horrible. I can't get out of bed. I'm like, oh, man, I was in the car with you for 15 minutes. This is a horrible decision on my part. We're going to see how this goes. And sure enough, I caught the crud that he had, but he didn't have COVID technically. He tested negative. 
He's walking around like a dripping spike protein petri dish, infecting everybody in his path. That's why he feels so horrible. That's why he can't get out of bed. That's why he has no energy. That's why he has brain fog, because he's literally a dripping spike protein everywhere, infecting everybody he comes in contact with. That is why it is crucial. You keep your immune system up. And I mean, I'm blessed that I have a strong resilience. I can bounce back from stuff, but it put me down for about two days. I still did the show. You guys know that. I, still, I love my listeners. I love our Health Masters family. So again, my friends, stay strong, stay prepped, continue to keep your immune system strong, keep drinking purified water. That's one of the biggest things I keep telling everybody. Rest and staying hydrated. Those two factors are super important alongside the immune system supplements with the C, the D, the zinc, and the N-acetylcysteine because the N-acetylcysteine helps to break up the mucus buildup in the lungs, which is one of the reasons why a lot of people go to the hospital. They start getting a horrible cough and their lungs start filling up and then turns into pneumonia. That's something you want to stay away from as much as possible, and the NAC works great for that. So thank you again, my friends, for the support of Health Masters. Thank you for supporting Dad and I on the show. We do this every day because we care about you guys, and we want this information out there. we got to make a difference. Everybody's got to start putting in the work and making a difference. We have to get comfortable at being uncomfortable in the short term right now because it's up to us to stand the line on this right now. Thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Talk to you again tomorrow, as always.